Hey, this is Ron Baird from Cannibal Corpse, and you're listening to Larry and Mary Fish on Music City Metal. Crank it up. Hey, this is Meditator, and you're listening to Music City Metal. You are about to enter the Electric Fishbowl with DJ Fish. We are metal. We are family. Music City Metal taking the Fishbowl mobile. I love doing this, sitting down with Meditator. We've been trying to do this for a month, maybe longer, actually. Yeah, right? Yeah. But here we are. I'm out in Brentwood sitting with the with the gentleman from Meditator. Just released a brand new album, and they're playing Fish Fest on Music City Metal Day on October 23rd. Good yes, afternoon, sir. gentlemen. Thanks hey, for hey, having me over. Thanks for uh, having us. It's good to be on here. It's taking literally a year and a half. I know. We, we've, <laughs> we've talked about it at the Cobra initially, yeah. and, and that a lot was, of it was, that was on before me. before the whole pandemic issue. Yeah, issue. That, that, that slowed things down a bit. I did a few by phone, but it's not the same, you know? It's nice to be together either, you know, we, we love doing it out at our place because we invite all the significant others, my wife cooks, and make a day of it sometimes, you know, let the bands hang and just get a good vibe going and then go record for an hour. And But uh, I decided to come out here since the original date we had to reschedule, and I know y'all are busy. You're still, are you, so doing new stuff right after releasing an album? Is that what you're doing or are you just rehearsing? Uh yeah, I mean, we rehearse and we we have the idea of just never stop writing. You always just keep writing. That way, there's not a huge lull in between when we release. And um, sometimes you see bands where they have to scramble to try to hurry up and write something, and the quality goes way down. It's like, nah, we're gonna actually stay on top of it. Nice. Yeah. And we've you know been what? playing we the same songs for like a year and a half, so it's just just like, hey, during our normal rehearsal sessions, let's just like write new things from now on. So we, we should have done this right out of the gate. Let's go through and do introductions of everybody. I know who you are, but uh, tell the world, you know. Uh, I'm James, the vocalist. I'm Josh, the drummer. I'm Gregory, the bassist. I'm Nick, the guitarist. Pleased to meet you. Nice, nice for, uh, again, thanks for having me over today. So just dropped an album. You trickled some stuff out. We've played Dust before. Um, what's uh, What's been the the... The feedback on the album came out in June, right? Oh, yeah. It came out, uh, was it June 26th? 25th or 6th, something like yeah. that. So was a lot of that stuff written during the pandemic? Or was that stuff that <laughs> oh, was already we, done? I, we had the recording finished right as the pandemic yeah. was to take off. Yeah. We recorded the album in February of 2020, and then everything closed in March. So wow. we had to sit and really evaluate if we wanted, because we wanted it released by summer, but then we had to think about it. it's like what's the point we can't play can't it we can't tour it, it. Yeah. we can't market it so we we took a step back and just planned music videos planned marketing release tools we could use um yeah it, it kind of helped us to sit back and really think about what we wanted to do with releasing it um we made a website merch and all that stuff so it, we really were able to build a foundation for when it did release we we're good to go like we have an epk like we're ready to go, which is super nice. So you have plans to get out of Nashville? That's that's been uh, our plan for the past couple of months. But like, as soon as things start to dip and it was looking good, it's like, all right, I'm gonna start booking things out of, out of town. And then right as I start hitting up people, oh, by the way, the numbers yeah. come back up. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> you can definitely go to Florida or Texas, but they're kind of far apart. Yeah. You know, <laughs> nothing's stopping down there. That's for sure. But I know what you mean. This is uh, up and down and very frustrating 
Yeah, it's hard to go to Florida even at a good time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you have to book like two or three shows just to get down there to make it worth it. Exactly. Yeah, I know Atlanta's on the way. I don't know. It's just it's it's iffy right now. But that is the long term goal. You guys want to get out? Obviously, get the word out. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're trying to set up like touring eventually. It's just that you know getting all the proper equipment for transportation together that's our main issue. However, hopefully we can get a really nice deal on a trailer. We're, we're trying to get it to where we can get a trailer. I can just put it on the back of my 4Runner, load up all the equipment. Yes. And then hopefully just one vehicle that will take us to where we need to go. And we'll just have all the equipment in the back of the trailer. That's the way. So, yeah, hopefully. I had uh, I had a ProMaster, and I hauled some equipment for a couple bands. We went to New Orleans. You know, the big, like the Amazon vans and got totaled. And now they're like, twice as much as they were when I bought that <laughs> because Amazon's buying them all but I just bought a trailer they're out there but you can get them for a few grand you know but yeah that's the way oh uh, was it autumn yeah autumnized buried autumnized buried their drummer rents out uh rents out a trailer I gotta get with him to figure out what exactly he does because apparently he gets them for pretty cheap and I'm trying to jump on that train too we're going to play some music here in a minute. We picked a few. I, I picked one, one of my favorites. So as far as the, did, did, when you guys wrote this album, did you, did you have something in, as far as a theme on the music or you just, just, because some bands are doing that, you know, where there's a theme. So generally, um, just lyric wise, I'm always talking about either like my own personal issues with mental health and like just trying to make that um like more common to speak on uh that it's it's not a bad thing to you know address your mental health and all that and then also talking about things of the world uh and that kind of how the the name played into it uh so my girlfriend took a picture through a peephole and it was like it had this really cool look and um uh, like it just started like uh, this whole thought process and I was like world walker like I I want to I want to name this world walker and I brought it to them, and I had an idea for the artwork at the time. And they were like, I mean, that's cool, but it could be better. And I was like, all right. So, it's uh, too pink. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> well, no, it was the original photo. So it was a very, very minimalist uh, type of album art. And they were thinking, since it's our debut, maybe we should punch it up a little bit. So, um, so that's how we got the, the name, was from a photo. Uh, and then all the songs... They kind of still fit within the same theme, I guess, where it's like talking about uh, current issues in the world or like just talking about me or some friends who have dealt with different uh, aspects of mental illness. Yeah. You know, is, is that kind of where the name of the band came from? Because mm -hmm. I, I learned meditation about five years ago and it was like my journey through chronic pain. And I, I went through I took classes. I was I was at wit's end. I couldn't take narcotics anymore. And really wasn't familiar with it, and um, I, I wanted to know if that was part of the of the name meditator for the band. Um, yeah, so um, uh, I guess meditation, as far as self reflection and all that, learning about yourself, coming to terms with some of the things that some of the issues you may have, um, like that's where the idea came from. Because I, I went through like several different names before I landed on meditator. First, I was going to go with widower. Uh, but then I think there's a band that already came out with that name. Um, and then 
like I went through several others and I was like, but all right, if I really think about it, like you, when it comes to what the initial EP was going to be about, which was specifically mental health, it was like, all right, so meditation doesn't sound, doesn't roll off the tongue, but meditator sounds good. All right, let's go with that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I've corrected a few people and say, oh yeah, I'm playing with mediator. <laughs> 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 and I'm like, I, I think it's actually Meditator. The very first show we played, um, when the um, sound guy was introducing us onto the stage, he called us Mediator. Mediator, I was like, yeah. no, even our ticket. Um, I mean, it's pretty plain. Mediator. There's no M-E-A, but, you know, <laughs> just a Freudian slip, I guess. <laughs> no, our name triggers dyslexia. I don't, I don't know what it is. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like it. I like it, yeah, actually. I really like do. Widower is, like, kind of phonetically difficult to, like, get off the tongue, so this definitely, like, rolls off better. Yeah. Um, plus, like, some of my friends were like, Widower sounds more like a death metal band, and you're not it. And I was like, okay, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, I mentioned I like your shirt there, oh, black metal you. band thank there. Rocking the Venom shirt right now. Yeah, rocking Venom. Um, one of our uh, vendors is uh, does all of their the band's work. They're just, uh, he's coming down from Buffalo. And, um, yeah, so anyways... 13 songs that's that's a lot a lot of a lot of bands here have been uh, sticking to the ep thing and uh i i congratulate you that's a lot of work to do 13 songs man and i guess you took advantage of the time right like you said and um i'm looking forward to you guys playing i i i we i remember when when mary sent out the blast to act i said make sure you tag meditator and i don't know if you guys ever got it but i ended up calling you guys and asking because i i've I, you know, I, I love your sound and, uh, you just have a groove about you and I uh, wanted you guys to be a part of it. And I'm very thankful that, uh, it worked out and, uh, really glad you really stoked, us, man. Yeah. We're looking forward to it. Yeah. We, we, um, the funny thing was, is after we added you, uh, Rob Barrett, who's going to do a meet and greet, he's like, Hey man, uh, by the way, I am not going to do the meet and greet when a band's playing. So can you take a break? He's like, cause it's not fair to them. You know, everyone intentional will be on me. So we're like, wow, how are we going to do this? Because we're at the Wilson Fairgrounds. They're making us quit hard stop at 1030, right? So we did have to shorten the the sets by like 10 minutes. And uh, we have a full crew to flip. And But we, I think it's it's worth it to, uh, I agree with them basically, not to do that certain you know, bands up there and everyone's in line to, to do a meet and greet. So, And that'll be the time where we address the suicide prevention. And we have a lot of gifts, like we're doing raffles. Things like that. So we're gonna simul, you know, do that right at dinner time at five o'clock. Take a take a one hour hour and ten minute break. But you guys are in. You're just before the break, by the way. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah, we got you the last band before the break, and then at four forty five. So, uh, but uh, anyways, what do you say we play a tune here? We'll come back and uh, I want to go through and talk to each one of you about your musical history and interest and uh, you know what puts Meditator together. All right. What do you want to start with? Uh, we'll start with the, your personal favorite. We'll oh, yeah, Into, Into the, the void. void. Yeah. All right, here it is, Music City Metal, DJ Fish, with the boys from Meditator. Here's Into the Void from World Watcher album, Music City Metal.
I love those bass drops in that song. Music City Metal Fish. This is uh, Into the Void. Did I screw up? Is it not that song? No, you're good. There's definitely bass drops. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> that was what grabbed me. <laughs> I just, we just gave away that we really don't listen. We drop the songs in after to save time. <laughs> we worked with a, with a couple what people, and we do? were trying to get um, the like the a good bass drop sample. And like a friend of Nick's, he was like, "Why does metal need any of this?" And it's just like it's so hard to explain. It works. I love it. I actually do. I really do. It kind of um, who's the band uh, that's really kind of like mix of techno and metal. Uh, the last album was Geist, Br- the Browning. Oh yeah, yeah right. Yeah, yeah. yeah the, the, haven't heard much from them in a while, but uh, I saw them in Exodent. They're they're an excellent band. Dude. Oh yeah, I mean, and they're mixing like electronica and metal, and it works. I don't know. To me, it works. Yeah, uh, I remember the very first time I noticed a bass drop in a song. Well, at least for me, it was uh, Mudvayne, a song called "Scrying." I think that's how you say it. Either way, um, like back then, I didn't have a good system in my car, so like all the time, listen to it. I could never hear the bass drops. I got in my friend's car who had like a boat, like a high level system and we're playing all of a sudden it's like, I was like, Oh, what is that? Ah!" (laughs) And then, uh, like what we went to Ozfest 2005 and that was when metalcore was like skyrocketing. And so like I'm seeing Azalea dying and kill switch and all these, and they have all these bass drops and I'm losing my mind. I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah, it works, man. Yeah. Just re- just adds to the intensity of the music and put in the right place. Now, yeah. obviously, but yeah, I was uh, I was cranking that again on the way over. Just you know, I try to get in the mode of the listen to the band before I do an interview, and I just uh, yeah, so I, I love it. It's into the void. Make sure you guys uh, visit their website, follow them, uh, come out and see us at Fish Fest. If you're in the Nashville area, Knoxville area, whatever, come on out. You can go to fishproductions.rocks pick up your tickets and uh it's very reasonable for a two-day fest and uh that includes a meet and greet uh like Fozzie's coming to town right he's charging a buck and a half for 20 minutes i think that's fair right you know it's cool but uh no extra there is a private meet and greet for a 20 dollar donation to afsp that is after the show but uh the meet and greet is included with your ticket as well as seeing meditator on saturday friday night we're lightening up friday night is a little bit more of psychedelic alt rock jam stuff uh my wife's kind of been organizing that with eat sleep rock nashville and then saturday's all metal that's when the heavy stuff comes out so let's go back to you guys early i want to ask you know each one of you pretty much the same thing well since you got the mic right there james all right what was uh when did you were you listening just like going back to a young age when you started listening to metal whenever it was and you went this is what i want to do and what band was it, if there's any one in particular group? So, um, I don't know, growing up, I was listening to mainly, like, funk and soul, because, you know, my parents, that's that's what they grew up on. Uh, so my sister introduced me to, um, I think, alternative rock. I was like, this is pretty good, you know, you know, because, uh, I don't know, I was, at the time, I was getting turned off by, like, a lot of R&B and rap that was coming out because all of it was like synthesized sounds. It wasn't actual instruments. So when I heard the alt rock, I was like, yeah, yeah I, I like the sound. And then um, when I went to high school, my friends introduced me to Corn and then Mudvayne. And Mudvayne, I was like, yo, was it. what is this? I Like, I like it. It's intense. It's kind of scaring me, but I like it, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and like I was rocking them for a long time, and so getting into like the new metal scene, um, I'd sing along, but I didn't know how to scream at the time. 
Um, I didn't decide to start doing vocals until college. Um, and I actually started doing it as a stress reliever. Um, like all the craziness happening in, in college at the time, I would just like turn on some you know, like either stained or mudvane and just like sing along. And I'm like, yeah, this like it feels so good, but I still don't know how to scream. And like I tried to write a song one time and I tried to perform it for my brother and a friend of mine. And like I had the idea in my head of what I wanted to do. But once it came time to actually scream, I was like, wait, I, I don't know how to do this. <laughs> oh, crap. And so it was probably one of the most embarrassing moments ever as far as vocals for me. But it was just like for two people. Well, I think you figured it out. Yeah, like yeah. well, that that <laughs> drove me. I was like, I'm going to get this right. <laughs> so like, I took a couple months, like, learned to scream, although improperly because it hurt, uh, and then came back and performed for them. They were like, Yo, what what did you do? I was like, Ah, oh, man, you know, getting just, it, just doing the my group. thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. I love it. Next. All right. Well, uh, so. I grew up on metal and rock at a very young age. I think I came out of the womb listening to like Ozzy and stuff. Parents, um, parents yeah, were into it. Yeah, my mom was a huge metalhead. Okay. Um, so I remember riding in a car, and my mom popped in this cassette tape, and it was um, "Cowboys from Hell" by Pantera. Oh wow! And I heard, um, yeah, I just heard everything. The guitar is what really got me the most, and I was like, "Oh, it sounds so awesome!" Um, so. I kind of just periodically dabbled in music, and I knew I always just wanted to get into music. I remember in what in kindergarten they'll ask you, "What did you want to be when you grow older?" And I was always like, "Rock star. I just want to be a rock star. <laughs> I just want to, you know, do music." Um, and so, I think when I was five, my mom bought me a drum kit. I didn't want nothing to do with it. I w- I just wanted to play games and go outside. Um, and it wasn't until twelve my mom bought me another kit, and then. Um, I played like Motley Crue and stuff like that um, in ACDC. If anyone wants to learn how to play drums, just listen to ACDC. It took her buying two drum kits for you to get started. Yeah. <laughs> you <laughs> <she's> spoiled. <laughs> two drum kits. <laughs> um, but no, so um, what like actually solidified it for me was I was listening to Lamb of God one time, and there was a uh, Modern Drummer magazine came out, and um, Chris Eiler was on it. And I was like, Chris Eiler? That's the drummer of Lamb of God. So I watched the actual video of him playing, and I was like, I want to do that. I want to do what he's doing, but I want to do it better than what he's doing. So that kind of just solidified it for me right there, and I was like, yeah, I want to be a professional drummer. You know, it seems that um, in this town currently, there's a shortage of good drummers. There's a few bands I've been working with and that I'm pretty tight with that are having problems keeping a good drummer or I don't know what that what that's about, but it seems to be a theme going on. I think it's the fact that, so I guess it's kind of like with guitars or anything like that. Like you can learn a basic beat and you can do some basic stuff, but like there's when you delve into it and you actually open the book of drumming, there's so much that goes into it. Like there's dynamics, there's you got your rudiments, which are the, just the foundation of drumming, and uh, there's just a whole lot to it. And a lot of people, I'm not trying to like call names out, but a lot of people are lazy when it comes to their instruments, and they just want to do easy stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Can I branch off of that? Yeah. <laughs> um, when I was at MTSU, we had a project to 
interview and do a quick write-up paper of someone in a career path you want to pursue and at that point i wanted to be a session guitarist which like i'm still dumb <laughs> hit me up <laughs> um but i i was fortunate enough to be able to contact tom bukovac who was just he ran nashville for many years on many many albums uh incredible guitarist and me and him had a phone call, talked for about an hour, and we actually talked about this topic a little bit, and we're wondering why this might have been happening. And this was the conclusion we came up to, because <laughs> uh, we grew up on like ACDC Black Album and stuff like that, and it's like one of the best albums probably of all time. Um, and we were just wondering what was happening because there are so many phenomenal drummers, guitarists, everything. Like we're we're at an interesting peak in music where musicianship is not really the problem anymore. Like there's so many talented, they can shred and sweep and whatever all over the board, but that doesn't mean they know what they're doing. And that's, that's kind of like a weird fundamental. And where we thought that came from is that, uh, which people will say this all the time. It's like, people don't learn by ear anymore. They learn by tab. They learn by YouTube video. And it's, I guess it's kind of like an old thing to say, but I think it's true because if, if you don't learn by ear, you learn strictly off of how other people do it. You don't learn how you need to do it. Oh yeah. Good um, insight there. No so it's, yeah. So it's, it's almost like the YouTube world and tabs and it's really just the internet, the internet making it so easy to pick up anything that you can learn anything and become great at playing guitar, but doesn't mean it's it's kind of a weird concept it doesn't mean you actually know what you're doing on a fundamental level so as he said when you like really open the drum book and figure out why did he put like a triplet fill here why does that make sense it's very different than someone's like well i can play triplet fills (laughs) it's it's a completely different world um so i yeah i like i think that to me that's what i think is happening it's just people are learning a lot but they're not really understanding the foundation of it nice so since you're 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 talking we'll just <laughs> jump over you we'll come back to you on that <laughs> you got one more minute to, to think about your story <laughs> what uh when when you were growing up like what did you grow up listening to and when did you go i want to do that okay well like acdc black album blizzard of oz all that was huge to me this is gonna make people mad but i grew up on uh, Metallica Black Album, <laughs> not not Kill 'Em All and stuff like that. I went back and listened to them for sure, but I grew up on Black Album and mainly Ozzy, uh, ACDC. There's some Motley Crue in there, Guns N' Roses, you know all the big hits, uh, Aerosmith even. Um, but I mainly fell into the genre of music that I started to realize I liked when I started playing Guitar Hero, and I love I love telling That's everybody awesome. that because I. Like, I still have it over there. I have, like, seven Guitar Hero games. Yeah, I used to actually be a tour manager for a game company. I did it for three years, from 06 to 09, and I'd basically drive around with 60 kiosks of games and set up at a fair, and I'd do Guitar Hero tournaments. I loved it. It was (laughs) great. I got paid awesome salary, free travel to to play Guitar Hero with kids. Yeah, I loved it. It was Mm -hmm. great. I did some good. So, yeah, I'm not against Guitar Hero. They eventually gave us a cease and desist. We lost our sponsorship, and, yeah, we had to quit. But, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did a three hard years. But we did. We did. I got sponsored by Nintendo and stuff. But wow. I guess, you know, a couple of the bands were like, hey, man, let's just 
guys are doing tournaments. You know, some of the bands were beefing about it, found out about that that we were doing these tournaments. But anyway, I love Guitar Hero. That's yeah, good. like Guitar Hero Isn't is really it? where I where I found most of this music. Yeah. To be honest, I don't I don't think there was really a lot of metalcore and deathcore in Guitar Hero. It was more rock. Like I mainly played Guitar Hero three. Every now and again, yeah, a metal song would pop up, and I would get so happy. Yeah, yeah. remember the Satriani song? Gosh, that was so hard. You playing on that? Uh, that was one of the first. I think it was two. Is it Surfing the Alien? No, it was no. Yeah, I've smoked. I've killed too many brain cells. I don't remember. <laughs> no, the weed takes out the short term memory. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's a great story. I love it, man. Good insight too. All right, what about you? What? Okay, this is. Uh, I was a very late bloomer, so I had. I started playing classical piano when I was five years old, and um, very strict teacher would like slap my wrist if I got it wrong, and would tell me to rela- relax after slapping my wrist, as if that were, were to help. So I had about <laughs> like anywhere from like 10 or 15 years classical training in that. Um, I auditioned to Belmont. My audition wasn't very good, so I understand why they didn't let me in, so I was undeclared my whole first year. Uh, but that taught me how to read music. Um, I started to learn jazz in college, and my teacher was like, um, I want you to listen to these songs by ear, and I want you to transcribe their solos exactly. Oh, jeez. Yeah, a tough one. An amazing skill to have. It makes, it, it helps you understand all the nuances of your instrument, because initially, um, the jazz tradition is like, I want you to be able to play along with these solos and not be able to tell the difference between the recording and you, and then I'll let you solo, because, um, Switching over from, from classical to jazz was a huge learning curve for me. I was terrible at that. Yeah. Well, those are two different completely styles of music. And I don't know. I mean, actually, I, I'm a classical fan. And a lot of classical pianists start out that way. You can go on and play anything if you were taught classical piano. You know, you can play almost any instrument after that. But there's a lot of ties to metal and classical music, I think. Oh, absolutely. You so know, the themes, the way those people were back then are really similar to the metal heads now. And, I mean, there's just there's a lot of similarities there. But I didn't have much of my own taste in music. It was mostly my parents for a lot of years. So that would be like Cyndi Lauper, David Bowie, a lot of psychedelic 80s stuff. Uh, my dad would be jam bands, blues, so a lot of B.B. King. I was a fan of The Grateful Dead for a while. I'm not anymore. Sorry. I, I can't go to an hour-long <laughs> concert in just four songs unless yeah. it's jazz. I am that Oh, I my that wife guy. can. We've been to, yeah. She I went to big. a government mule concert, and that's literally what it was. Yeah. And it was. yeah, it was not a great time. I mean, they were they were great, super talented. It's just not my thing with, with all due respect. Yeah. But, um, you got to be in the right mood or the same kind of acid, I think, because yeah. a lot of times I'm listening. I'm like, what are they doing, man? I'm like, Mary, shut this off. You know, like I I love listening to the dead on a road trip. But every once in a while, man, on one of them shows like I don't get it. No, I have no idea what's go- what's happening here. So, yeah, <laughs> Please. Um, I would listen to classical music on the radio all the time. I listen to a little bit of country, uh, a little bit of uh, Queen as well. But um, but that was me for. The, the longest time, and then uh, I ran into pop music in high school, um, boy bands, old R&B, I still love that stuff, like, if you listen to, like, Boys to Men on Bend and Knee, that intro is, like, one of the best oh, intros. Man. Yeah, when I was a DJ, I played that song straight, I don't know, that was, like, the wedding song <laughs> in the 90s, man, I think I played that, it was 12 weddings that year, that mm-hmm. one. <laughs> I tried, I've been trying to sing along to them recently, because I've had, like, yeah. no, they were good, though, they, they were just, good. Like, they write in such an awkward key for me. <laughs> Because, like, uh, Juan Ye, he's, like, like a massive, like, tenor, and it just, like, feels just, like, sure, like, an angel, like he is. 
but um, it was that, it was pop music and musical theater because I did theater throughout high school. And that was like a very foundational thing that that's when I realized I wanted to be a performer for the rest of my life. Because before that, I was going to drive trains, actually, something totally different. Oh, wow. That's well, a new one. I just yeah. look at your fans' face <laughs> like they never knew that. That's yeah. cool. No, like. <laughs> they wanted to drive trains. No, literally, yeah, right. Thomas and the Magic Railroad with that's Alec Baldwin oh, was yeah. the first movie I ever saw when I was three years old. <laughs> I had it on DVD. I saw it so many times, and I wanted to do that for a living. I'm not kidding. Uh, I kind of got into Thomas, too. I got a 25-year-old, so, yeah. Dude, James I, wa- I watched that movie incredibly high a couple years ago. Once again, that was a weird experience. That's great. Quite. Quite. I made sure to be the proper amount. I loved it when Carlin was on there. Man, while we're laughing I here. Know, I didn't even know. I knew him as like the narrator throughout my childhood, not like an edgy comedian. It oh, was so geez. weird when I found out what he actually it was did for like, a living. You know, when we, when first time I saw it, I'm like, Carlin's on Thomas? You know, like my kids, uh, all, my sister and I have kids all the same age. They're all within, you know, five kids within three years of age of each other. And, and so then that was the time. And I was so happy when my son went from Barney to Thomas. I couldn't take one more minute of Barney the Dinosaur, man. I was going to... Oh, yeah. gosh. Well, let's play another tune here. What are we playing next? Who's, what's uh, the next song off the uh, world? Let's, let's go with uh, one that we've already released. Let's go with Fallen. Fallen. All right, here it is. Hey, listen, I uh, just want to shout out to Lone Wolf Tattoo. They've helped us out this year with Fish Fest. And uh, if you are in the local Nashville area, make sure you head out to Lone Wolf Tattoo. they got the Slaughterhouse coming up this fall. Um, he's got an amazing complex out there in Hermitage, uh, haunted house that opens up in September of this year. I think it actually opened up already. We're in September and a great place to get a tattoo. I've just got one just healed up here on my right. It's actually the fish fest logo. Ben Dixon did that. Uh, so hit up Lone Wolf tattoo. If you live here in the Nashville area and if you visit, go pay a visit over there. They got the, the Cineplex. You can go have dinner, beer, and a movie. And it's really cheap. It's like 20 bucks a person. They, they do a lot, lot of horror flicks over there. Ben's a big horror fan. But shout out to uh, Lone Wolf Tattoo and uh, Full Moon Cineplex out in Hermitage. All right, here's Fallen by Meditator of Music City Metal.
There's Fallen by Meditator. We had to shrink by one. One of your mates had to take off. Yep, yep, yep. Stuff happens. Life goes on. But uh, you wanted to wrap up a story. Oh, yeah. So um, later on in in high school, I started getting to rock music and hard rock as well. So it was like mainly Jack White and Hailstorm. In uh, college, I was trying to find myself, trying to, I auditioned for the songwriting program at Belmont, but my first year was undeclared, and um, I listened to this band, and no one knows who they are, but, um, well, th- they have huge numbers, but no one that I talk to knows who they are, but they're like a Swedish anthemic pop metal band called Amaranth. Amaranth. Yeah, and they have like three separate instrumentalists, and they have three separate vocalists, and neither of them intertwine, so you have two singers, a guy and a girl, and a screamer. With all of their pop influences, that provided me the transition into heavier material. Oh, wow. And then there Swedish was this band. Um, this band, uh, now defunct, uh, Desperate Measures. They uh, had a request on Facebook. It was like, hey, we're looking for a bassist for our metalcore, metal, uh, metalcore band. And I was like, I don't even know what that word means. I'm just looking for stuff to do. <laughs> they didn't even ask me to audition. They were just looking for someone to play. So they just trusted me to learn the songs. And I happened to be reliable unlike a lot of people that they asked and so i got into the genre by being immersed in it first so i played it before i listened to it oddly enough nice and then i joined like this death core ish band existing in in exile who's still around right Um, they played the first fish fest in my backyard yeah and um, guys man i was about to graduate from college and they had a request for a rhythm guitarist and a bass player and it was like I dedicate a lot of time to bass because, like, I didn't have a guitar on me. I wasn't very good at it. Chords confused me. So I just tried to become as good as bass as I could. And they asked me in to audition with three songs. And unlike other people, I actually made the effort to know the material beforehand because I've been in sessions a bunch of times. And if, you, if you're going to waste anyone else's time, like, you're not going to be called back. So I knew to be extra careful. So how did you guys initially get together? Any or a couple of your friends or did you just guys go out, reach out social media? Social like media. how it start? That's yeah. how it started, huh? Um, you just kind of know the vibe when you meet someone, right? And pretty much. So like I don't know how many times now, like three or four times now, I've like started a band by just reaching out to people online. Um, so once the EP was recorded and some of my friends heard it, they were like, "You need to play this live." And I was like, "Okay," because this was originally going to just be a studio project. So first, I sent out a, a you know a post like, "Hey, I'm looking for guitarists." Nobody really responded, so I started reaching out to individual people, and I happened to see Nick's uh, like in his photo at the time he was playing guitar. I was like, "Let me hit him up." Yeah, we were friends for like four years. I didn't know this guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so like, I sent him a message like, "Hey, we trying to start a band, blah blah," and sent him three songs. Yeah, uh, that was like that was actually a really good time. For me, because I was about two months out of graduating my senior year of college, and I I was in a band in high school that ended in about 2015, I believe. So it had been like three years. I hadn't done anything. I pretty much dropped guitar uh, just to focus on school, and so I was about to graduate, and I felt really bad that I hadn't been playing guitar. I just took a guitar class at school, which made me really want to do it again, and he hit me up. And he had Xanax out, I believe. The lyric video was out. Yeah. And I listened to it. I was like, oh, that's essentially cool. The lead sounds pretty difficult and tapping. I don't do a bunch of tapping. So I thought, I thought it was interesting. It piqued my interest. And then he sent me Subconscious War through like an email. 
and that song immediately like hooked me i was like this is this is exactly what i want to play um and i like his vocals so because i'm thinking ahead i'm thinking like okay this ep is going to be cool we're going to play the cp but what are we going to do after the ep like am i going to want to write with this guy's vocal style and i i liked everything he sent vocal wise i was like we could definitely write together and i'd be down with the outcome <laughs> so, <laughs> so i yeah i like him i think it was the next day i he sent me the tabs i learned it recorded a video and sent it like that night of me playing it with a guitar that just absolutely was not made to play that music <laughs> um but i was i was super happy to like when he sent the video because everybody else that i sent it to either ghosted me once they saw the tabs or uh well no that's pretty much it they, yeah they that still me. happens yeah, that still <laughs> uh, does so it's still a good story though yeah so he sends me back the video i was like he actually tried yo <laughs> <laughs> so uh let's let's try this question here if uh if you guys had the chance to open up for anybody next year who would it be I would whoever to wants play. to go first go ahead i would love to play with phineas uh if Meshuggah ever comes back to town, I'd love to open for them. Well, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me. This is a true story about Meshuggah. First of all, we hit them up right away oh, okay. to play, right? Oh. And I, because I, I'll, I'll tell you the history in a second, but uh, I, I want to hear your guys' answer. And I'll tell you the Meshuggah thing. But they, they answered within an hour. Oh. And said that look, we're not touring the states this year, but next year, if the timing is right, we would love to do Fish Fest, yeah. and it's because oh. of my. It's because of my uh, t- my my relationship with Pastor Bob, the the metalhead pastor. I told you oh, about okay. that serves the homeless, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I first moved here, he used to get he was kind of the pioneer of Christian rock and metal. So everyone wanted his approval. You know what I mean? And he would I, when I lived with him, I was his house manager in '99 out in Hermitage, and we would have like I never knew he was gonna knock on the door. Lulu Roman from Hee Haw, I Donna Summer came over one day, and Striper comes over, and it was just it was exciting. And he gets this cassette in the mail, and uh, he, he'd got about a dozen a week, people asking for his his blessing, you know, or would you endorse me? Meshuggah was one of them. And this is their demo tape, and I was sitting there, and he, he calls me into his library. He's like, check this out. And he plays it, and I'm like, what the hell is this? <laughs> like, you like this? He's like, oh, no, this is good. He's like, I'm endorsing these guys. And I'm like, I don't like it. <laughs> I don't know. I wasn't ready for it, but I, they, they event, of course, they grew on me. But uh, yes, we, we hit them up and Demon Hunter because we're trying to mix a little bit, you know, a couple of Christian bands into secular as well. And that, that's our goal, not to become a festival, but that's kind of the foundation where this comes from anyway. So to reach out to hurting people, accept them where they're at, care what you believe, what you don't believe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so they are a good possibility for next year. Um, if the time, I will adjust the dates of fish fest to make them, to make it work <laughs> yeah, yeah. because Humble. they, you know, they, you know, I said, Hey, look, I've been with Bob 20 years and, and they, and Bob did, he, he, pastor Bob did endorse them and they got their first record deal. I think around 2099, somewhere around there. It was, it was right when I first came here, but. And I think they're working on an album right now. So yes, they are. That's why they're planning to tour the States, you mm-hmm. know? So, uh, Yeah. That you know, we definitely were like, if we had got someone like that lined up, I might have to get a bigger venue, I think, <laughs> because uh, I know they get a lot of respect, you know, because they they evolved in like they were kind of that rap. I don't know what was the new metal. It was kind of the new metal sound, but it was before it was huge yet. You know, yeah, they they were really they they were 
they were ballsy yeah. what they were doing when they started. Like I, I know they were kind of thrashy, and then like they stumbled across like this groove style, and I was like, yo, like first thing I heard about them was Rational Gaze, and I. That's that's when I got yeah. Yeah, and like that that's what influenced me the most in how I write my rhythms, which makes my bandmates so angry because <laughs> I'm like I'm writing stuff and they're like, "What are you doing?" Like, we have to play this live. I'm like, "But it sounds good." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Guitar Pro is great and an enemy. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nick? You could open um, up for anyone. Who would it be? I mean, we all love Periphery. Uh, uh. I, I've listened to After the Burial for a long time. That would be mm. a great one. Phineas is a great one too. Their new album is awesome. Been listening to that a lot. I, <laughs> I mean, this wouldn't happen just because our genre is a little out of line. But like, I grew up on Event Sevenfold. I love them. Um, maybe if they did like an Unholy Confessions tour, <laughs> we'd line up a little bit more. But uh, yeah, oh, Kill Switch Engage would be amazing. Oh, Kill Switch, Kill Switch would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be a lot of good memes. Were they one. just were they just here? <laughs> were they were supposed to be here? Was it with Matt? They were supposed to be here. Or were just here, right? Was, I think they were supposed to be with, coming through, but I think it got. Canceled. Yeah, it was the Megadeth thing. I think right. Yeah, yeah. I think it was they were. Yeah. Oh, Trivium would be awesome too. They were gonna play with Megadeth. I love Trivium. Yeah. Lamb of God too was supposed yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what's your who's your pick? Uh, yeah, mine's a, a little bit different. Um, because I have more of that poppy melodic influence, but um. Ginger, oh ginger, yeah, yep. Uh, ginger, box, yep. Uh, and or issues. Oh wow, uh, yeah, issues. Those is, are interesting. That's interesting choices. Yeah, one of my they're one of my favorite bands. I know they're like in a rough patch right now, not <laughs> yeah. having a vocalist, but you know. <laughs> what issues doesn't? Yeah, they they uh, kicked Tyler out. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, he got a whole scandal. There was there was a scandal, and yeah, yeah, they don't really know what they're they're gonna do. I heard that they're just gonna have a vocalist feature on every song on the new album or they just might take tyler back i don't know yeah well i don't know but uh ginger i was supposed to go to that last year brooklyn bowl i don't even know what happened with that show did she did end up coming back yet i'm not it got rescheduled yeah i don't know i don't think they've come back yet because i've considered going to it i really yeah oh i'm getting more and more into them i really some good ones coming up in the fall here actually i think hailstorm and vanger are not not a cheese Evanescence. Yeah. Evanescence yeah. and Hailstorm are at Bridgestone in December. Yeah, and, they've uh, been collaborating a lot. Halloween is uh, Black Label Society's oh, coming. Okay. I'll be there for sure. <laughs> <laughs> Clean up from Fish Fest. Man, let's play another one. Oh, okay. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, Yeah, what was the uh, fade, right? Yeah. Fade. All right, let's get into it. Music City Metal sitting here with Meditator Fade on the brand new album. Check it out. We'll be back.
Fade from Meditator on Music City Metal. Having a good conversation with the gentleman here. They will be playing Fish Fest Saturday, October 23rd on Music City Metal Day at the Wilson County Fairgrounds. And uh, go to fishproductions.rocks or the Meditator page. They have a link. Everyone, there's a link on Facebook all over the place. Eat Sleep Rock Nashville. And uh, get your tickets, man. And uh, we uh, we do this not for money. We do this for the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention and a platform for damn badass metal bands that are here in Nashville. That's why we do it. You know, we, we really believe in this. Um, I've experienced suicide kind of, you know, close up um, too many times. And uh, it's a real thing. And last year when, when we were, you know, like, how can we do this? You know, I started seeing those commercials alone together. Oh, yeah. Uh, it pissed yeah. me off. Alone is not together. No, and that's, not. so we came up with that hashtag for Fish Fest. Oh. And uh, we, 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 no one didn't. It's ours now. So <laughs> that's our uh, alone is not together. And uh, look, we know there's a pandemic going on, but mental health is just as important as physical health. And uh, being together is, is uh, what we're about as a society. Being together, being w- whatever you're seeing is. If it's metal scene, then come see us. If it's rock and roll, come Friday night. But uh, it's, we, we believe it's important to be together um, and that being locked up in your house isn't a solution to this problem. So <laughs> if, you, if you don't want to come, that's cool. You don't have to. But we would love it if you came. And uh, Meditator's playing on Saturday. And, um, yeah, that's it. Fishproductions.rocks, which is full-blown-out promotion. Now let's talk about your guys. Uh, you guys have a website. Is it just yeah, yeah, Meditator? Uh, it's meditatormusic.com, I believe. Meditator Music, yeah. Check that. Yeah, <laughs> or I send y'all to the wrong. I site. think I think you are correct. I've been at the site. Nice oh, site. It's a nice looking site. Oh, thank you. Are you guys uh, gonna have merch? Uh, we got a table for you. We got a oh, spot. Yeah. yeah? Uh, we we've got. You guys can be set up the whole day if you want. You know, we, each band's got a table for themselves the entire day. So awesome. Yeah, yeah. we'll have merch, and there's stuff that's uh, if you go to our website, there's stuff that's exclusive to there that we're not able to order in bulk. Right. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah the on-demand stuff. That's the like way to go. And hey, something. you know, you guys are digging this music. Go do that because that's how these guys pay for everything here. You know, it, it is. I. That's how we eat. Please. Yeah. Please that's it, that. man. It's, it's the merchandise. It's not the albums anymore. <laughs> you know, for that's sure, yeah. hasn't been that way for what 22 years now, pretty much. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> like the birth of. Uh, like streaming and, and the MP3 downloading did it all. Yeah. yeah. 360 deals with labels. Yeah. I think that, do you notice the, the coincision there with no one buying albums anymore? The prices of tickets for a band to go see a band, like, you know, went from, you know, 70 bucks to see Metallica. Now it's what, 300 if you want to get on the, <laughs> yeah. the, the price of tickets, like, okay, if you're not going to buy my albums, you want a shirt, it's half a chip, $50 for a $10 shirt and uh <laughs> ticket. What are you going to do? It's the way it goes, man. You want to see me play, you're going to pay. So uh, one other thing I wanted to mention, I don't know if you guys knew this. I think I told you that, but if you go buy your ticket, there is a drop-down menu on which band you want a couple dollars to go to. And Meditators listed there. And uh, we are going to track that and give each band a little bit extra money um, if you are coming to see them. So uh, if, you know, if you're liking what you hear, you want to pick Meditator, do that. When you buy the ticket, we'll notify them, and then and, uh, we're going to give that a little bit extra, a uh, couple dollars a ticket to the band. So it sounds like a cool deal. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's it's kind of, you know, <sighs> wish we had way more than we did in our budget, but we're getting there. We're, we're going in a good direction, and we're real excited with the way things are 
are, are coming together this year and growing. This is like started in my backyard. So, and uh, hey, you got to start somewhere. That's right? it, man. It's my 50th birthday. Is when we, you went to MTSU, right? It seemed MTSU put out some uh, good people there. One of one of the kids, the kids that one of the guys that owns Eat Sleep. I say kids because he's my son's age, but he's uh, grown. He um, he he's part owner of Eat Sleep Rock Nashville. And when we decided to do this, like throw have a, a, a birthday party in my yard, he's like, "Hey man, want to make this a real thing?" You know? He's like, "I'll, you know, we do this, this, and this, and sell some tickets, and you know, add this and that, and you'll be, have a little mini festival." And um, they these these young guys took it and ran with it, and what like the turnout and people were like, "This is a different vibe for a show," and it was because of the the older metal veterans that I've been around and Pastor Bob that intermingled with the crowd and just. You know, uh, it created a very family-ish vibe, and that's you'll see that this year. Was real important to us that doesn't matter how big it is, you know, that uh, that people feel welcome and comfortable being who they are. And uh, that's for sure something I miss in in the general scene. Like I remember when I first started going to shows, like like you start moshing, like y'all push moshing, having a good time, and if somebody fell. Everybody stopped to pick that person. Up. Yes, that's exactly it. Whereas now, like if you fall, kick him, <laughs> kick him, <laughs> punch him, Let's kick go. him when they're standing. I still see <laughs> some good stuff. Now I haven't been in the pit since my first back surgery in '04, so I, I, but I, you know, I've still, I've never watched. been in a pit. Yeah, I'm. I stay off to the back and like oh, I used to do that when I was. <laughs> I, I would introduce you to one, but now you got to wear like a. No one gets into the pit yeah, with you, man. You're definitely falling down. So, no, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm all about having a good time, though. Like, if if I like knock you over, I'm going to pick you up. I'm not like, uh, I mean, I like hor- hardcore dancing, but at the same time, come on, like you ain't got to knock somebody out just because. Look, if you're in no. the pit, you expect to get hit. Yeah, that's, there's that's, been some bad experiences yeah. there. Like my um my my nephew's big guy too. He's a football player. He's coaches at college out in, out in DC right now. But anyway, we were at a hate breed show in Buffalo, and some idiot was swinging a cue ball on a sock out oh, on the floor. Whoa. Like, yeah, man, it was bad. And he got hit. He got hit in the neck, and uh, you know, torqued my nephew off. Man, he laid him out. And oh, then yeah. my nephew almost got in trouble. You know, he almost like he was the one getting drug out. And when they found out, like this guy was doing that, like, all right, just get out of the pit, and he's out. I love it when you're this, when you're willing to throw hands back. You're just like, what did much. I do? It's just, it wasn't me. <laughs> they, they want to call you the punk because you start beating somebody up for hitting you randomly. But, I don't get it. But you know, expressing what, my feelings. The interesting thing is, though, and I've talked about this in way, episodes way back. There is a study. There have been a few studies out there. People that are into metal. That some of the lowest incidences of mental health and depression in the metal community then is compared to other genres of music they specifically focused on up and uh, you can you can look it up and read them and it's very interesting and they think that maybe because the anger comes out in the pit or your negative things come out at a show you know uh, I, I that there are just some theories out there but I've, I always found that really interesting yeah that uh, that you know you see lower not not that it's absent I mean it's still there. it's still there yeah. yeah it's absolutely still there but um, yeah, anyone who's been to Warp Tour know there's a lot of mental illness in the scene to go around. So the data I'm calling myself reco- out there too, but <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's all right. So the date of this recording here is uh, September 12th. Hopefully we're going to get, I, I got, gosh, I got six shows to get up in about two weeks here. So what do you have coming up between now and Fish Fest? If anything, you guys want to talk about uh, shows 
Anything? Yeah. Are you guys just gearing up and recording till then, or what? Uh, yeah, we're gearing up and getting ready for you, man. All right. Um, uh, yeah, booking has been a nightmare lately. Um, and, yeah, we'll just brush up and make sure that our show is, like, the best it can be. Yeah, we can't wait, man. Yeah, we do have a nice system coming up. Gentlemen, man, let's wrap up with one more tune from the album. Um, I appreciate this. I, I love to enjoy it today. I'd, a lot of surprises here in this one here. Oh, I, yeah. I, I enjoyed it, man. <laughs> and wish you all the best. Can't wait till Fish Fest. I'm very thankful you guys are a part of it, you know. And, uh, I mean, we when we put it out there, like, we really could have been full on the first day, people that wanted to play. And then one band dropped out. I'm like, hey, Mary, do you ever hear from Meditator, you know? <laughs> She's like, no, I, I don't know. Maybe they didn't get it. So that's when I, I hit you up. I'm like, dude, would you like to play? <laughs> I just, just uh, I fell in love with you guys that night at the Cobra, uh, well, before the pandemic, I yeah. think. It was yeah. just before, wasn't it? Yeah, it was right before. It was just yeah. before, yeah. Uh, we We were... Plan on going into the studio, I think, like two or three weeks after we talked to you. Yeah. And yeah, I was out to see Crusade, my, yeah. my bro, you know, Mike, and uh, which you did a great job on Crusade's album, by the way. Oh, I, you. you know, just those of you that know Mike Capri and Become the Knight, uh, he's he's fussy dude, man. Yeah. You know, he, 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 <laughs> he doesn't mind, you know, yeah. he knows. I mean, anyone who watches his reviews and how he shreds some things apart sometimes. <laughs> I. So, uh, yeah, you did great, man. When I was like, listen, I'm like, I'm going through the liner. I'm like, dang, man, it's King Downs, you know? <laughs> dang, man, it's so good. It's like my favorite song. So oh, you, thank you. it was great, man. Um, glad you made it on there. It's my, my buddy there, Steve Casto. Been friends 22 years. So, But uh, let's wrap up one more song. What do you say? All right. What's the choice? Let's uh, let's close it out with the, the album closer, Smoking Gun. Smoking Gun. Good choice. Smoking Gun from Meditator Music City Metal. Make sure you get your tickets. Go to Meditator Music. Go to fishproductions.rocks. And don't forget about Lone Star. Lone Star. Don't forget about Lone Wolf Tattoo and Hermitage. Make sure you patronize them because they've been very good to us. They helped provide some uh, equipment this year and uh, some pipe and drape and things like that. And uh, he's donated tickets to the Haunted House that we're going to be giving away that day. Uh, we're going to be selling raffle tickets, raise money for AFSP. And uh, so we got some tickets to the haunted house, too. So here it is, Smoking Gun Meditator of Music City Metal. Hey, you want to make the world a better place? Commit a random act of kindness to a complete stranger. Peace. Peace.